The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. And so let's look forward to the start of the Allianz National Football League. And every year we tend to focus very much on Division 1, but I think there's going to be an enormous amount of attention on Division 2 this year, not just because Dublin are there after last year's relegation, but also because of the new championship format, which means your position in Division 2 could end up being entirely relevant as to whether you play for Sam Maguire this year because if you don't get to a provincial final, you could find yourself not being in the last 16 in the new format for Sam Maguire. Mark O'Shea is with us, as ever, former Kerry All-Ireland winner on multiple occasions, Ray Silk, former Galway All-Ireland champion, and Dick Clerken from Monaghan with us as well. And Mark, let's start with you. Defending champions Kerry, last year winning the league was an important stepping stone towards winning the All-Ireland, particularly with Jack O'Connor being back at the helm. But is there a sense that this year the league for Kerry doesn't matter as much? Uh, hi, Matt. Yeah, look, I think last year when Jack came in, he, Jack is a man that always puts huge emphasis, um, particularly when he comes in first, on just getting that winning habit. And I remember back in zero four, 4 you know, the big... A big uh, challenge for us was trying to win the, na- the National League. And there's no doubt but that that was in the back of Jack's mind last year, particularly when these lads had gone to Croke Park on big occasions and coming up sh- uh, shy, lost the National League final to Mayo, obviously the 2019 All-Ireland, uh, lost the 2021 semi-final to Tyrone. So so big days out in Croke Park um, and, and come out the, the wrong end of it. So from that point of view, there was a huge emphasis on getting back to Croke Park and, and winning, and that winning habit. And, you know, and I think every competition Kerry played in last year, the, the, the McGrath Cup, the National League, and obviously the All-Ireland, it was huge. This year, it's, it's slightly different insofar as he is down. The two, the two Cliffords, Paddy and Davis, Paul Murphy and Shane Ryan were also in the Intermediate All-Ireland Final. Uh, a lot of injuries. So Kerry take to the field against Donegal with only five of the team uh, that started the All-Ireland um, last last year. So it's going to be a big change. But for those panel players, Matt, it's an opportunity for those fellas to take their claim and, and show what they're capable of. Because if we've learned anything from the last few years, particularly with the Dublin team that won the six All-Irelands, it was the bench that they were able to call upon that, that proved to be the big difference going down the stretch. Away against Donegal, opening game on Sunday. Where do you take Donegal to be now following the retirement of the brilliant Michael Murphy? Yeah, like he, he was more than just a footballer for Donegal. He, he was an icon, an inspiration. And it's, it's going to be somewhat like strange watching Donegal take to the field without Michael Murphy um, in their team. And look, it's a, big, it's a big change for Donegal as well. They have a new manager, Paddy Carr. Um, you know, they were quite disappointing in the McKenna Cup against Down. But it's the McKenna Cup, and I think that Donegal, what we have known about them, they have a very strong panel uh, for the last few years. So Paddy Carr has a big challenge ahead of him. Paddy McBrearty is the new captain. It's about getting a few wins, and I think they'll sense that Kerry are vulnerable next, uh, this, this Sunday. And I'd imagine Donegal, even though they're, they're not they're, they're, you know, not going as well enough themselves for to judge anything in the McKenna Cup, 
but I'd still expect in Ballybuff, it was always a tough venue to go up there and get a victory, so I, I'd expect Donegal to win this one. I'm sorry, just one other thing on Kerry. How will David Moreland be replaced? I know he probably wasn't a 70-minute player in recent times, but he was just, just a big, commanding presence in the centre of the pitch. Oh, he, was, he was a phenomenal player, um, you know, a player that would always show huge leadership, always demand the ball. He's look. He's not going to be replaced straight away, you know. But like, we've been very lucky. We we we've had great midfielders down through the years. We had Mick O'Connell. We didn't think we'd replace him. Jack O'Shea came along. We didn't think we'd replace him. Darrell O'Shea came along. David Moran came along. He, he's not going to be replaced straight away. But hopefully, it'll give an opportunity for for some young player coming through that will step up but uh, you don't replace these players straight away uh, David Moore I thought it was a few more months of him uh, to, to the end of July hopefully but look he's he's bowed out at the top he was outstanding for Cairns Rallies in their semi-final defeat to Kill McCudd um, and it, look I think they're expecting another baby in the next few weeks so best of luck to him he, he owes Kerry nothing he was outstanding Matt Absolutely now Ray Silk Galway, who of course put it up to Kerry so much in the All-Ireland final and just came that little bit short. A hell of a start tomorrow evening when they have to go to play Mayo in Castlebar at McHale Park. And 11 of the team that started the All-Ireland final are there tomorrow night. But it's the players who were missing, perhaps, are the ones that are most noticeable. Shane Walsh, I think, away on holidays after playing with Kilmacud in the club final. But you also have... Kieran Malloy out with a cruciate injury, which will keep him out for the season. And your nephew, Liam, an all-star defender, not available because he's working in New Zealand. Those are big gaps for Galway to fill, aren't they? They're huge gaps. Uh, you know, I don't think Kim McCood would have won the All-Ireland Club without the magnificence of Shane. And uh, just joking around that there's 15 Dublin players and one Karen Camberan players <laughs> to the But we'll leave, we'll leave that aside anyway. But uh, look, against Kerry last year, you know, both David, uh, Clifford and Shane produced matches, uh, displays of the ages. Like, But when Shane has the magic torch and when he's not there, you would be concerned. Um, very much so. Liam and his, his, his girlfriend, Roisin, have decided to stay for another six months out in New Zealand. And best luck from doing that. And then, as you said, Kieran uh, Malloy is out with a crucial ligament. So they're all big players, two all stars, and one maybe a shoe in for the player of the year. So they're big losses. And I would be a bit worried going to Castlebar tomorrow night. I'm sure Kevin McStay and Stephen Rochford are going to be very, very organised. They're missing a few, obviously, as well. One of the greatest players I've ever seen, Lee Keegan, is retired. I think he got five all stars with, with, with Mayo and was always their go to man. Oshin Mullen is off with the AFL and. Uh, O'Hora is out injured as well so you know this time of year it's around finding a few players trying to find one or two but Joyce has obviously targeted the league a little bit as you said that he's 11 playing there um, he's four my Cullen lads on the team I think yeah four actually and they got beaten and, and, and deservedly so by Glenn in the semi-final so I'm a bit surprised maybe Peter Cook wasn't put in there uh, at midfield because Paul Conroy I mean what Paul's going to deliver a, a very impressive 50 or 60 minutes but you know I think Park needs to probably maybe look at one or two other players uh, that's created a bit of talk and goal with the Conor Gleeson is in, is in goal because you know Conor Conor uh, Left a few questions last year, to be quite honest, and you know it, it would be interesting to see is he going to be the player for the season, and if he is, that creates a little bit of concern in Galway as well. The subkeeper is Bernie Power, who won four Ireland clubs with Corfein. 
but like he has limitations as well. So we're kind of looking for a few players going to Castlebar based on the FBD uh, down in the Dome. May have won it, and I think they're expecting a big crowd. You're talking fifteen thousand tomorrow night. So like you know, as Mark pointed out, there's a few. Really, really exciting games at this weekend. Obviously, Mayo Galway Saturday evening. That's on TV. Monaghan and Armagh. I'm sure Dick will talk about that. Like, but they're games that you want to see and want to watch. And even Dublin Kildare. So it's just fantastic. I'm, I'm down here in the swamp with, with 25 young lads from from the Jazz, and there's a real stretch in the evening. And a lot of people have a pep in their step. And I think that's a great thing that everyone's really looking forward to the start of the NFL. To be quite honest. Yeah, for, and let me bring Dick in on that. Because, Dick, uh, the Mayo-Galway match is very interesting. Kevin McStay, what do you reckon he can bring to Mayo, given particularly the loss of Lee Keegan, as part of maybe the ongoing decline in Mayo football? Yeah, even that. Yeah, you'd imagine uh, the news of, of losing Lee Keegan for Kevin is a real sort of punch to the solar plexus because he, he wasn't going into to Mayo just to steady the ship and not try into the good of Mayo football. He... You can imagine he's going there with the belief that there's still the belief and the desire to win all Ireland and get to move the line. So he he wants the strongest hand and the strongest resources. Now he's obviously conscious there's a bit of a a transition to try and you know still keep as much experience there, but it's going to come from the youth. But Lee Keegan, he would have thought there's at least one good, if not possibly two seasons, that he would have. So that's probably he's going to have to adjust now and try and plug that gap. But but he definitely sees Mayo, and Mayo people will still believe that they're there thereabouts. And like a lot of managers in Division One and Division Two, he he he'll need to win. He need to, he will not want to get relegated. He want to keep them at the top tier, and um, but he need to find new players. He will need to find people to step into the shoes of Lee Keegan, and um, the likes of Aidan O'Shea is, is putting his shoulder to the wheel again. But there's probably a realization now in Mayo that he's probably not a seventy minute player. How does he deploy them so that when it comes championship time, he's got a good idea of his best 15 and they're not trying to figure it out and look back on all Ireland final days or semi-final days thinking well, maybe that wasn't the best place to play X, Y, Z. So he'll be looking you were the North Star of, of, of an all Ireland final weekend, but knowing that he has to try and build and find some players to try and try and step up to the bridge and get some of the players that he didn't have, the likes of Tommy Connery, get them back fit because you had them in, they, they still can be a threat, you know. Now, what about your own Monaghan, who start against Armagh? You're the great survivors in Division One, but under Vinnie Corey, can you continue that? Well, listen, Matt, we were just chatting about it. I was up visiting an old friend, John Smith, if he's listening from Scotland. He's been through tough times, and we're just recalling the last number of years over the the different scrapes that we've got in trying to get out. And, and this could be no different. You know, one of them have a good enough draw with four home games. There's definitely games there you could earmark that, you know, I think you're going to probably need at least six points because, you know, sometimes in Division 1, Matt, you'll have a team will will pick up nothing and therefore maybe four or five points will get you away. Don't think that's going to be the case. So another place, every team, so everyone's going to be looking, where do we get our six points here? So Monaghan have, have, have a path to staying up. Problem is just for Monaghan this year that you know, they're, they're down a few bodies which they can't afford. We've lost Neil Cairns and Ray McInnesby there travelling. You've seen there Drew Wiley, Colin Walsh, you know, a few of that old guard that would add a bit of experience. So, 
you know, we need no more so than I was saying about Kevin McStay. We'll need to find a few young players to step up, and will they be able to to do that quick enough to stay in Division One? It's a big ask, but all I know is, Matt, you know, every supporter and the players that are there will be one hundred percent behind Vinny and the team to try and do that. So, so uh, uh, briefly, how would you expect Armagh to go in Division One this year? Well, I think, listen, it's been a while since, you know, they, they, they'd be glad to be back in Division 1 and Division 1 proper team for a long time there, Matt. They were sort of trying to find their way and, and not really doing a whole pile. So they're a good, sort of almost a breakthrough season, if you want to call it, last year. They'll want to stay up there. I, I would see them. People might say, oh, they picked too soon last year. I think when you're a young team, you know, winning games, getting used to playing Division 1 is only a good thing. I, I'd say you'll find them going as hard as they can. And if there's an opportunity there to, to get to a league final and, and stick cure themselves in a top tier because they're not good enough to go at half pace there's only a couple of teams possibly Kerry can maybe take the league easy don't really think any other teams can to be honest with you even go away okay. with, with the players so they have to go hard and I'd say they'll, they'll, they'll be looking to really start that with a win against Valens there's going to be a big big game in Castleblaney on Saturday night um, as I say there's tight crowds they could probably fill it twice again so great way to kick off the league Well Mark then just to finish out Division 1 I mean, what do you expect out of Tyrone this year, given that they had a dreadful 2022 as defending All-Ireland champions? Yeah, and like, if you if you look back at the history of Tyrone winning All-Ireland in the noughties, when when they won the All-Ireland, the following season, they'd come back and they'd have a, a relatively poor year. And that's turned out to be the case again this year. Um, now, look, they've, they've started the new season um, in the McKenna Cup, uh, they qualified for the final. Um, but, you know, the, the, the amount of retirements, the amount of fellas who've stepped away from the panel. And for me, what that does, it, it kind of just, the, the, it weakens the panel. And I, I spoke already about, say, the Dublin team, that the, when they were going down the stretch, the difference of that proved. But um, so, so it's going to be very interesting just to see where, where they're at. That said, what I saw the, the, the few games in the McKenna Cup, Carl McShane and Dara Canavan are just like they are. They are outstanding players, and when you've those players in your in your team, you, you have a chance. So, like, there's going to be huge expectation again this year, just to see like was was twenty twenty one was it an easy All Ireland that they actually won? And I know that they beat Kerry in extra time there, but it'll be interesting to see can Tyrone come back and be competitive again because if you look at Ulster for me Armagh have brought it to a new level I know Kieran McGeaney has been there for, for eight years now but they did prove they, they brought it to a new level last year and I think that with emerging talents like Kieran McConville Shane McParland I think the Armagh the Derrys have brought it to a new level and I think Tyrone they, they need to step up OK we will discuss Division 2 Dublin there with the likes of Cork Kildare Meath and Derry we'll discuss that when we come back after this break Welcome back to The Last Word on Sport. We're looking forward to the start of the National Football League with Mark O'Shea, Ray Silk and Dick Clerken. And let's talk about Dublin in Division 2 because I think an awful lot of people, Ray, are regarding them as sort of automatic winners of Division 2 and readying themselves as perhaps the strongest challengers to dub- to carry for the All-Ireland, particularly now that they've Jack McCaffrey back and also Paul Mannion and Pat Gilroy joining the backroom staff. Will it be as easy as that in Division 2 for Ray, for them, do you think, Ray? I don't think it'll be that easy, but I would agree with the assessment that Dublin will win Division 2 and they'll they'll come out. You know, they'll, they'll win that. They're a very powerful outfit. 
Um, it's numbers. Sometimes it's a numbers game, and both the lads mentioned retirements. Intercounty now is at, a, at an all-new level. I, I watched Galway training there one night, and the speed and the effort and the movement and the bulk. So there's weights and there's work can be very difficult to maintain. And uh, Mark mentioned David Moore in there, maybe another year in him, and Lee Keegan, uh, uh, Dick mentioned another year. But the commitment is so huge now. Guys, I think, are saying, look, are we going to win? What are we going to achieve? But like Jack McCaffrey and Paul going back, a magnificent boost to the side and Gilroy is hugely experienced as well so look they're, they're taking on Kildare and Crow Park uh, uh, tomorrow night at 5 o'clock people are going to look forward to that but I think a guy who caught my eye last year was I think it was Lee Gannon did well they're going to find, need to find a few more players coming through because uh, Kieran Kenny and, and J- James McCarthy Brian Fenton they need support now particularly the likes of McCarthy he has been magnificent for 10-12 years I think 7 All-Ireland medals it's hard even to say that down, down here in the West but they need fresh guys to come through and push on but one thing that's kind of um, unbelievable in, in, in uh the, the, the league this year, Matt, is the amount of new managers that are in there. So, you know, you've Oshin McCombin and Wicklow, people will be looking after to see now he gets on, Ray Dempsey and Limerick, Davy Burke and Common. I just did a quick stat, stat there uh, uh, in a free class today, and in Leinster, there's 55% of all the counties, six of the counties in Leinster have new managers. So that creates a kind of a new dynamic for the supporter going as well. How is this guy going to work? And how is Desi Dolan going to do in Westmeath? And, you know, there's a huge interest there, Paddy Christie and Longford. So to answer your question, Dublin to come out, but I'm looking forward to going down to McHale Park tomorrow night to see how, how McStay acts with Watchford, what he says afterwards. There's a lot of talk in Mayo that he's going to go with a longer ball, that he's going to try and move it a bit faster. There's been Connor Loftus at centre-back in the FBD. So it's a very, very exciting, but look, who's going to stop Dublin in Division 2? I can't see anyone. And of course, Cullum work as well <laughs> down in Meath, and, and, and John Cleary and Kevin Walsh and Cork. Like. So that all adds a little bit to the drama of the National League. Okay, Dick Clark- uh, Johnny Cooper, of course, gone from the Dublin squad as well. Mm. There's some of the long-standing players going, but even watching him last year, okay, maybe he's slowing a bit, but his defensive noose is something that I think Dublin might miss, would they? Yeah, and, and, and I think one of the guys talked about it was Mark we mentioned with Michael Murphy. Very often, it's 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 not just what these guys do on the pitch; it's 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 off the pitch in terms of the dressing room and the training, in terms of the standards. I think a lot of people have talked in in, in the midst and a lot of past you know, teammates of Johnny mentioned you know in, in the sort of the passing comments on on social media what a strong influence he was in terms of really setting and maintaining the standards. So, you know, they're, they're, they're huge and, and so the, the ordinary supporter doesn't always appreciate that. They just base it on what they see. So that'd be a massive, a massive loss for the Dublin dressing room. And again, it's another one of that old guard to step out. So there's no question that's going to be a knockback. Um, it's funny, I was just watching TG4 showed the, the last league game of, of, of Monaghan and Dublin last year and a lot of those new players were there. And, the reality is Dublin have come back into the pack and it's up to them now to go back ahead. You know, they have to they have to now go and prove it to themselves. They're a division two team until they get promoted and be a division one team. They're you know, they're they're chasing Kerry until they bring it up. So it's up to those essentially Matt, unproven players that sort of picked up a few All Irelands on the back of the Johnny Coopers and all those great players, they now have to go and win it for one themselves. And that's the big question. No, they haven't done it. They, you know, and and they, they, it was up to them to keep them in Division 1 last year. They couldn't do it. So it's going to be up to them to try and raise the standards. So as much as, yes, 
all things been equal, Dublin should come up. It's how impressive they do it. Okay, they Mark, do it. I want, there's not a Leinster team in Division 1. There are four in Division 2 because you have Kildare who are playing Dublin tomorrow evening and you have Meath under Colm O'Rourke now there. What, what do you expect Colm O'Rourke can do for Meath and how quickly? Yeah, well, the last time Colm was in management was with the international rules uh, and he had a very professional setup there. You know, his S&C coaches, um, the coaches he had on the field. So I think Colm is going to bring a very professional setup. Um, it's just interesting what Ray is saying there as well about just, you know, the amount of managers that are going and, and, and backroom team, even Rochford with Kevin McStay. You've Kevin Walsh coming down to Cork. You've uh, Keane O'Neill going from Cork up to Galway. So there's a load of pe- uh, people going to different counties. But um, I think Colm O'Rourke, from what I know of him, he's going to want to get meat competitive again. I, I see your point about four teams in Division 2. We've always said down the last few years that Leinster wasn't as competitive with the exception of Dublin, you know, it, that, that the teams weren't in the top eight. And that's, that's proven to be the case. Dublin will be back up to Division 1 next year. There's no doubt about that. Um, but from a Mead point of view, it's about getting back, getting competitive. We've seen West Mead last year, you know, uh, winning the Talton Cup and what that did for them. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see these teams, how they're going to fare out. Um, you know, you've loved there as well under Mickey Hart, who's making progress. Um, but that first game as well between Cork and Meath, that's like, I mean... Yeah, I who would watching. you fancy, you know, to go up with Dublin? I mean, Cork just about managed to stay in Division 2 last year. But now that John Cleary has Kevin Walsh beside him, and there's a lot of good young players coming through who've had under 20 and minor success, could Cork finally turn it around this year? I think it's going to take Cork a few years. I think that... You know, it's great to see Kevin Walsh going in there and obviously John Cleary has spotted that maybe defensively Cork need to be stronger and, you know, there's no doubt about that. But from 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 a Cork point of view, you know, it's it's a county, it's a sport, sporting county. It's a county that, you know, soccer, rugby, uh, hurling, of course, is huge. In Kerry, you know, it's, 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 it's Gaelic football. And I think you have a soccer hurling. team going into the League of Ireland now, though. We do, yeah, but I mean, look. You won't be down there supporting them, will you? It always has been. And, like, from a car point of view, you know, you look at the likes of, you know, big, big players who, who played the likes of Tomas O'Leary going on and playing Ireland, rugby with Ireland, and, and Roy Keane, obviously, you know. But, like, I, I genuinely think that Cork is such a competitive county with sports that football takes a, 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 a you know, and it, it's important that football comes back, and it, it would be great to see Cork competitive as well. Um, but it's, it's so hard to call Matt and, and it, you know you, you, the game is in Parky Creek so you'd imagine Cork would have an advantage there Getting, going back to the Dublin Kildare game and look Crow Park has come under huge criticism the last uh, few, few weeks in relation to the pitch for the All-Ireland Club final you have to remember though Matt there was 20 club games in Crow Park in the last two months which is unbelievable we talk about the inter-county games that have been played in Crow Park I think it's been incredible that all these club uh, you know, representative teams from different counties have had, had an opportunity to play in Crow Park. Unbelievable experience. Uh, that said, I think that for for a National League Division 2 game, Crow Park needs a bit of a break now, get the ground back in, into good shape again and play the, the game in, in Parallel yes. Park. All right, listen, I'm out of time, unfortunately. I have to leave it there. Mark O'Shea, Ray Silk, Dick Clark, and thank you all very much for being with us. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.